Hello, my friends, and welcome to our Buyers Series. Guys, this is our very first series where we're creating for rookie real estate. Now, I listen to a lot of podcasts about different topics, and sometimes there isn't a flow to the episodes. So, I put together the entire buying process at a 500-foot view. Now today, we'll cover from the time that you capture a client all the way to getting them under contract. Because it's a 500 foot view, you'll hear me say several times, we will dive deeper into some of the more complicated logistics of the steps in future podcasts. So be on the lookout for those additional episodes. But next week, I'll finish us up from contract to close. So my friends, when we are done with this series, you should have the confidence to capture a buyer and actually know how to get them through the buying process successfully. I hope you enjoy this ride. Hello, my friends, Kenny Stevens here and welcome to Rookie Real Estate, where your road to success begins right here and right now. Whether you're transitioning from your day job to your dream job or you're looking to complete your first 50 transactions, success is in the details, my friends, and we're going to systematically unpack the fundamental principles required for you to thrive. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right, I want to start out today by giving a shout out to my little rat. Now, as some of you may know, I've got three kiddos, and my oldest is 13 and listens faithfully to my podcast. She is by far my biggest fan. She laughs at my stupid jokes and she showers me with encouragement. So, Sydney Claire, you, darling, are my firstborn and stole my heart the moment that I held you for the first time. I never knew it was possible to love so deeply. Your love for life and laughter brings me joy. Your hugs and kisses, playful spirit, kind heart, and generous soul is a great reminder that there is a loving God who holds perfect unconditional love for his children because i know how much i love you i can't comprehend how much our god loves us i love you darling and all that i am every fiber of my being you are perfect exactly the way you are and i am proud of the young lady you are growing into no matter how big you get you will always be my little rat how about that for a shout out all right here we go let's start the buying process today what are you going to do when a call comes in a smoking hot lead just hits your website they actually answered the phone Or somebody you know randomly calls you and says, Hey, Kenny, my wife and I are wanting to buy a house and we want you to help us do that. Yes! Gently slide off your shoes, climb up on the table, and have a dance party. It's time. Let's let it all hang out. 
Action Time, the moment of truth. Show me the money. You, my friends, have captured a buyer. Congratulations. See, that wasn't so hard after all, was it? Now, I remember being new, and when I captured somebody, somehow oh, I'd be bouncing off the walls. I couldn't wait for my wife to pick up the phone and tell her that I had just captured $12,000. Now, my wife, who had already been in the business for many years, would quickly remind me that you never count your commissions before closings. Oh, not me, my friends. I can calculate 3% faster than you can blink. Just call me Rain Man. You ever want to know what 3% of $699,999 is? Call me. I'll be like $20,999.97. Boom! This is how I get paid. I put weight behind that momentum. Let the gravity kick in and do its thing. We're buying a house. Now, if you can't get excited about $12,000 or $21,000, you have gotten into the wrong profession. Now look, I don't know what the commissions are in your area. I don't know what your splits are or what you've agreed to with your broker. I only know that getting to serve a family, wanting to buy a house is rewarding and pays well, and it's a win-win for everybody. Now, assuming you get it across the finish line, that is, and my wife has never been a Debbie Downer, and my excitement cracks her up. I know it does. She sometimes just shakes her head, and I'm pretty sure I've actually done a happy dance for her before. Now, her point and my point today is that to get the deal closed, to bring it across the finish line, how are you going to get this buyer what they want, and in turn, you get paid for your services? I'm going to systematically walk you through the 500-foot view of the, vi the buying process and what each stage will look like. I will eventually walk you through a buyer's presentation and how you can present this information to your clients. But first, you have got to understand the process yourself. See it from start to finish the whole ball game in one fell swoop. Now, growth, going through the buying, the buying process will eventually become second nature to you. However, it's going to seem like the most stressful event you've ever been through the first few times that it happens. Now, eventually, you'll con consistently carry like six to ten buyers at any given time. But when you're new... Just getting that first one across the finish line is what matters most. Now, buy or die. That's what my mentor used to always say. Once you capture them, never let them go. Agent for life. 67% of our business is past clients and past client referrals. So buy or die until death do us part. If you're gonna capture them, never let them go. Now I'm gonna blow through this list 
and then break them down for you. So don't panic. Don't worry about writing them down. It's going to be on rookierealestate.com. You can send us an email. We'll send you this list. You can download the transcripts for this podcast. Just listen to me today so that you can get the full view and an overall picture of what we're going through. Now, your job description when it comes to helping a buyer purchase a home starts right here. The lending pre-qual and pre-approval process. The search will then begin. Once you find the home, you're gonna pull comps and verify the values. Once you know the values, you'll know where to start with your offer. Once all the offers been negotiated back and forth, it becomes a contract when all the signatures are on it and it's accepted. Then you gotta put all the other paperwork involved with it, not just the purchase and sell agreement. At that point, I want you to stop and pause and think about asking for reviews and referrals. Then we're gonna dive into the earnest money and getting that where it belongs, and sometimes it's called trust money. Then we've got to do the inspections, the repair proposal or the repair request from the inspections from what you learned. We're gonna have to get an appraisal done. The file's gotta go to underwriting with the lender. We've gotta get clear to close. We gotta have utilities transferred. We gotta do the final walkthrough and make sure inspections were done and the house is in the same condition it was when we wrote the offer. We've got to arrive and show up for the day of closing. We gotta hand over the keys. We've gotta think about closing gifts. We've gotta think about post-closing requirements that you have to do like putting them on a drip campaign or past client events or you know knowing that they're gonna sell in three to five years. This activity through all of those steps is the buying process. I want you to go through that and then repeat it 40 to 50 times a year. Deal? All right, so let's slow it down just for a minute. Those were a lot of steps. But if you can look at a list and go, I've got to do this many things in order of the way they get done, then you can create a checklist for yourself. If your buyer or broker or your fear broker doesn't already have one, or if you can't find one, there is your checklist to make sure you don't drop the ball in the buyer process. They are hiring you to be the professional to understand each step of that process and to be an expert in each step. You've got to know where the red flags are coming and how to get around them, how to put this across the finish line. That is your job. And sometimes you got to figure out how to kill the deal because that's the best thing for your client. I promise if you kill a deal when it's critical and necessary, they will for sure be your clients for life because they know you put them above a commission check. And that doesn't always happen, my friends. Trust me, you'll see that as you get into this business.
All right, so let's dive into each one. Now, our primary goal is to get the client into our office to conduct a buyer's presentation. Call it a strategy session or a huddle to create a game plan. It doesn't matter if the client is a friend, a family member, or a complete stranger. Set an appointment. Sit down, have the heart of a teacher, and walk your client through the entire buying process. It's called a buyer's presentation. It's absolutely critical. It doesn't matter if they bought and sold 50 homes in their lifetime or if they're a first-time home buyer sitting across from you with a cold sweat running down their forehead. This is a critical step. This is where we bond. This is where we create value. This is where we get a buyer's representation agreement signed. This is where you get hired. Experienced buyers likely haven't bought in a long period of time, and therefore we need to update them on the current state of the market. Don't be intimidated by somebody that's bought three or four homes over their lifetime and they're sitting in front of you and you're a new agent. They still need to know what's happening in today's world. Technology technology is constantly changing. They need to be updated on that as well. Call it a real estate update if you want to. Whatever you want to title the meeting, get it set, preferably in your office in a controlled environment and definitely in person. If you've got a client flying into town to look at homes, pick them up from the airport and drive them straight to your office. There's tons of data showing that if you can get them into the office and a buyer's rep signed, you will get them to closing. Now soon, I'll release a podcast of my buyer's presentation. You will be able to see what this process looks like and to create your own. But today, I got to get you through the whole visual of the buying process before we can start presenting this information to the clients. You've got to understand what you've got to share and present. Now we talk about a lender. We've always got to start with the obvious and state the obvious. There's got to be money involved whenever you buy a house. How is your client going to pay for their dream home? Now you and I know this is the first step. However, take a gentle approach when you start talking about money. Ask them what price range they would like to start looking at. Now, let me help you learn something, a very valuable lesson, the easy way. Never assume anything about your client's ability to purchase in any price range. That, my friends, will bite you in something that you may not be able to recover from. It doesn't matter what they look like where they're from, how they're dressed, let them tell you the price range and then we'll get them with the lender to verify and to walk down that road. Now, if you're able to get them in contact with your trusted and proven lender of choice before you sit down together, it gives complete clarity to expectations and where to start searching. I don't want to show somebody who's looking to buy a $700,000 house, $300,000 properties. I also don't want to show somebody who can only afford a $300,000 house, 
$400,000 properties. There's a big difference in price gaps between $25,000 and obviously two, three, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000. So there's no point falling in love with something that they can't actually purchase. So start it off right, get in the right price range, this will set their ex expectations. They've probably already been looking. They already know what their budget is that they want to spend. The lender can take and do a reverse formula and say, based on this budget with taxes and insurance, you can buy this much home. You as the agent, don't go above that. If they want to go above it, they can choose that. But don't be that guy or girl who sends them properties they can't afford. So after, you know, once we dive in more on a future podcast, uh, I'll have a lender come in and give us a deep dive into the processes of what they do and what types of loans mean what, what kind of down payments are required and how long it takes to get each loan through the process. You're not a lender. I'm not a lender. Our license does not allow for us to speak and recommend on which direction they should go. But you do need to understand each one so that they you can apply that information to the purchase and sale contract here in tennessee this information is actually put in the contract and we provide a prequal letter with the offer to show our strength my preferred lender michael brown at churchill mortgage will actually make himself available to call the listing agent personally and discuss the strength of my buyer that my friends can tip the scale when you're in a multiple offer situation. Loans like FHA, VA, conventional, rural development, land loans, construction loans, manufactured foundation loans, all of these are things that you need to have an understanding with and something that your lender can teach you. Develop a relationship with a lender and have them give you a Mortgage 101 class. Have them on speed dial. If they won't give you their cell phone number and they won't teach you, find another lender there are hungry people out there that want to build that strategic relationship and you are their bread and butter remain loyal appreciate the time they're going to pour into you and create an amazing friendship and everybody wins together so after we after we know what lender we're going to use and what uh, how much money we can buy, we've got to start searching for the home. So now we're in step two with the search process. Depending on the CRM you use, you may already know what part of town your clients desire. But if not, you'll definitely want to narrow the search. I cover the Middle Tennessee area, which is about a 100-mile circle of where our office is here in Franklin. Now, depending on your area, you may only cover a three-mile radius. I consider myself an equal opportunity agent, meaning if you want to buy a house, I'll get in my truck and unlock the door and get it done for you. I tell people all the time, my truck will pass everything but a gas station. Now, however, I'd prefer not to drive all over the state trying to find a home. Now, rarely does this happen, but recently I had a buyer who literally looked north, south, and west of Nashville. We were all over the place. He was even from this area. He was just looking for the biggest bang for his buck. So that happens sometimes. But however, we don't want this to be the norm. 
Usually we can narrow it down. I can ask a client where they plan to work, where their kids might be going to school, what they like to do in their spare time. Questions like these help narrow the search. Price range helps narrow the search. Uh, necessary commute might be a factor. Most of the time, the buyer is already familiar with the area and has their heart set on a desired location. But if they are not local, it's great to give them some homework to drive around areas when they arrive. Hopefully, they're in town for a few days and can really devote the time necessary to get a feel for the community. As you know, we cannot steer clients to or from neighborhoods or areas. They must do their due diligence. You might be asked, is this a safe neighborhood for a single lady? Our reply needs to be with resources where the client can verify crime stats issued from local authorities. Be careful how you respond. I've had, ask, I've had clients ask about the sex offender registry. This information is posted online and is accessible to them to go verify for themselves. Recommend they research what is important to them. Your job is to facilitate the real estate transaction. Don't blow them off. Make sure you know the areas they want to see. Show them those areas. Give them the resources and where they can go. Find what they need to find out. Things like sales stats or you know, for given areas and what trends that are happening in the hip areas. If you ever feel the need to whisper something or start a sentence with, you didn't hear this from me, stop talking. If you ever got to say, well, bless their heart, stop talking. Provide a resource and recommend the clients dive in deep to what matters most to them. It's likely your association has lots of information to share. Jump in there, dig in, share that information. If you're not sure about how to address a question that may be sensitive, ask your broker. Tell the client you will get back to them. Also, on a side note, if a huge development is coming in an area and the person's looking for or looking at a home that is beautiful and has a big green pasture in a backyard with cows eating and turkeys flocking around, with you having the knowledge of a strip mall breaking ground in six months, make sure you disclose this information. Sometimes agents get in trouble for what they should have known. You likely covered all this in getting your license. I remember being beat into my head whenever I went through that process. But dive deep into the searching process. Help them find the area that best fits their needs. Help them narrow it down to a list. Uh, learn the questions it takes to ask them to help them eliminate the ones so that they can come down to the top one or two, maybe three. Uh, show them and teach them how to maximize their uh, decision-making process between a husband and wife. It is a critical moment. The one to actually write the paper on, put an offer on, is critical. There is no such thing as a perfect home. But there is a perfect home for your clients. Help them search out that home. You've got the access. Put them on the right sites. Get it done. 
All right, the next thing we're gonna cover is values. What do you do when your client wants to know if a home is priced right and what they should start their bidding price at? This, my friends, is a critical step. This is where you earn your paycheck. I let my clients know from the first time we sit down in a buyer's appointment that we are going to focus on the home that meets their needs in the price range they desire and can afford. Now, in a seller's market, don't go around showing $350,000 homes to its client who qualifies for a maximum of $300,000. I keep beating this into your head, but it happens all the time. I pick up buyers from other agents who fired their agent because they wouldn't listen to them. Do not send a client a home for a penny more than what they tell you their max is. You set up the search to their max and not a penny more. Now, if they choose to search higher, which they almost always do, that's on them. But when they pick the ones they want to go look at, make sure they're priced right in what they can afford. And if it needs, if it's higher than necessary, call the lender back and make sure that they can qualify for it. Remember, you've got a pre-qual letter for 350. Homes are not used cars. Don't get, you don't necessarily get to uh, go in, fall in love with something and then low bid them and be able to get the deal done. 375 for 350, that's a long way far apart. Sometimes it happens. We'll cover that in another podcast. I let my buyers know from the start, once they fall in love with a home, that's when we dive into the actual values. I will go and pull comps once they say, Kenny, I want this home. If I'm showing them 30 properties, I'm not pulling comps on 30 properties, guys. We don't have that kind of time. True diving deep into comps takes you time and there's a process to it. Looking at what has sold in the neighborhood really answers most of the questions, but when the home is a more the home is in a more rural area, you may need to venture out a few miles. My MLS allows me to do a search based on miles. Check with your local appraisers to see how far they are allowed to search for similar home values in rural areas. This is a critical step. Sometimes subdivisions don't have enough sales for you to be able to verify what the comps and values are. And sometimes the listing agent allows the buyer to dictate the price. When this happens, you may have to come in a little bit low. If it's that kind of scenario, you've got a battle on your hands, but you've got to be able to prove what the actual value is, sometimes even with the listing agent. Not going in like a boss, but going in with more of a questionable heart going, hey, here's what I found. How did you get to the number that you're at? Because my client loves the home, but we can't justify this price. Sometimes you have to go that route. Now look, my friends, there are three factors that determine value. The seller's opinion of the value, your buyer's opinion of the value, and then the appraiser's ability to provide and prove the first two. That's how we get to that magic term, market value. The appraiser is the last line of defense in keeping our home values from being strictly based on emotion. In a seller's market, you need to prep your buyer for what they may have to do in order to sometimes win the home in multiple offer situations. Keep it in mind that the appraised value will be a part of the contingency in the purchasing of the home or should be in your contracts, depending on what state you're in. 
Lenders will not lend money, more money than what the appraised value is. The mortgage industry learned that lesson the hard way. So my point here, you don't have to pull comps on every home a client wants to see. You can always go home after the showing and pull the values to discuss that the home is priced correctly and where you should start your offer. I'm going to have a podcast based on how to pull comps, where to start, what to look for, how to narrow down between uh, a lot of homes, how to find more homes if you're in a rural area, how to compare upgrades, what it looks like to consider average uh, averages versus uh, average upgrades versus a square feet, uh, price per square feet never is a determining factor. Uh, we want to look at and see if the house is perked correctly, if it's in a rural area versus having sewer. That's a determining factor on how many bedrooms they can advertise for. All of these are part of the comp process. This is an art form, and some pick it up really quickly and others have a harder time. The key is your ability to prove what you find. In a perfect world, the last five homes in the subdivision that sold were just like the one your client is getting ready to buy, but we don't live in a perfect world. Hence the need for that podcast. I'm going to dive in deeper on that another time. Now, once we figure out the values, we're ready to make an offer. After the clients say, Kenny, don't let me lose this house. They have fallen in love. We're going to make an offer. And if you can put something on paper, you can usually bring it home. All right, the next part is actually putting it on paper, making an offer, writing a contract. Wow, time is flying by. We are about halfway through the buying process. You've gotten your clients from capturing them to under contract. Now, let's stop right here. Next week, we will dive in deeper, bring it home from contract all the way to closing and to where you get paid. Guys, I'm excited. I hope that you can see how to get this road and the, the movement moving in the right direction to get them to this point. Now, if you're finding value in this podcast, please give us a five-star review and leave a positive comment and then share it with your friends. Special thanks to my producer, Scott Parker. Rookie Real Estate would not exist if it was not for this man. Rookie Real Estate is powered by DeSalms Real Estate in Franklin, Tennessee. Until next time, my friends, better your best.